I'm Justin. And I'm Clarissa. Together, we're raising three boys. Jet, who's four. Jace, our three-year-old. And Baby Jones. This podcast is all about sharing our stories of a fun, messy, and chaotic day-to-day life. Days can be rough, and finding breaks is hard. But there's no question the time of the day when we can get every kid to sit down. Snack time. Welcome to another episode of Snack Time with Justin and Clarissa. Yes, it's been it's been a bit. Like I said in our last episode, we are officially back for season two. If you can uh, figure out how to note that on the podcast, <laughs> I'll get to it someday. But to- right. tonight is a special edition of Snack Time. It's one that's that's near and dear and close to my heart. We get to have a special guest on with us today. Yes, we have. <laughs> okay. Yes, we do. We have your sister. Yeah. And her husband. Yep. Karina and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's just get right into it. You think so? All right. Yeah, we can get right into it. So we're going to start um, with rapid fire questions. So we will give you guys a question and you uh, quickly, quickly. What? Well, first, welcome, Karina and Josh. Thank you for being part of our podcast. Thank Anytime. you for having us on. Yeah. Okay. Now that we got done with that, we're back to the rapid fire questions. <laughs> we'll talk some more. We've got plenty of time to talk. Yeah. Let's um, get to know them. So... We will start with Clarissa. Rapid fire questions for Karina and Josh. Ready, set, Mm -hmm. go. Favorite color? Blue. (laughs) Favorite zoo animal? Okapi. What? (laughs) Um, An elephant. Okay. Favorite noodle? (laughs) Penne. Macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm trying to be creative here. Favorite fast food joint? Chick fil A. Taco Bell. Starbucks or Dunkin'? Ooh. Dunkin', for sure. Dunkin's cheaper, but Starbucks is stronger, so I'm going Starbucks. Okay. Um, Favorite vehicle? What? Favorite car. If you could buy, have any car in the world, what car would it be? Mm. Josh, you're a car dude. This is too much Rapid pressure for him to answer. Fire. <laughs> yeah. First thing that comes to mind. Of the car I have, an Which Acura is? MDX. Well, first thing to my mind right now is I'd really like to have a truck. So I guess I'll go with the Tundra. There like you the go. Tundras. Cool. Okay. And if you had to pick between drinking water only for the next year or eating ice cream as your only sweet for the next year, what would you pick? A water only. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's easy. Question. Of course, you'd pick water only. Yeah, I'm going with water only. I do love ice cream, though. 
Okay. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Um, Ties back into my favorite noodle, macaroni and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I really like a lot of food, but if I had to choose one, I would choose pizza. Oh, so basic. I know, but I don't know. It's You can have so many varieties. It's kind of hard to not choose pizza because yeah. it's just like a go-to. Like and there's be dessert like pizza, pizza. And you can't go wrong. Mm. What well, does macaroni Veggie and cheese pizza? pizza count then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I usually get that. CeCe's. <clears throat> CeCe's is disgusting. <laughs> Josh's favorite. So, um, well, thank you guys. I think that wraps up just rapid fire. I was trying to call it with some creative questions, but they just... Some of them were not. <laughs> Favorite bean. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking around about questions earlier, so just trying some out. But um, yeah, so we're so excited to have Josh and Karina with us. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am the oldest of four kids. Um, I have two brothers and one sister, and this is my sister. So why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, what you're up to, and how you guys all met? Okay. Um, well, we met in college, and we were married our senior year. Um, graduated with a music education degree, and uh, Josh can speak to what he graduated with and what he's doing now. Oh, you, you sound like it's something bad. I mean, I graduated with um, a degree in psychology. So, And what are you doing now? Uh, right now, I work at a medical device manufacturing company. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm a music teacher. I do choir. And we have two little boys, a two-year-old and an eight-week-old. Our two-year-old's mm. name is Bennett, and our newest one is Nehemiah. Okay. Great. And and um, you guys have been married how long? Five years. Yep. Five years. Wow. What happened in five years? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy how fast it goes. Yep. So let's just, so we kind of know, you know, who you are, how you came to be, all this stuff. Um, but like from a parenting perspective with a two-year-old and then an eight-week-old. So what is like parenting look like for you like right now in this moment? Like what are the some of the highs, the lows, um, things like that? I mean, for me, it's a lot of, um, obviously parenting is caregiving in general, but a newborn or an eight-week-old is a little more intensive. Um, so for me, it's a lot of like waking up in the middle of the night waking up early to feed the baby, going to bed late to feed the baby, all the things. Um, Whereas Josh is doing a lot of the care with Bennett, like getting him ready for the day and all of that type of stuff. Um, But we try and tag team. Yeah, we try to tag team as much as we can. Like Karina said, though, I think um, really a lot of what I do now is it's kind of I've taken over basically everything that has to do with Bennett. So... um, that's been different because, you know, we had one kid and all of your time and effort is spent on that one kid. And then, you know, you bring a second one in and it's like, all right, we just got to, you know, do what we can to, to get through the night sometimes, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think I can say probably the same thing when, it, when we started was, you know, when you have, when you have the one kid, like you can share things, but it's, it's, 
in the moment it feels like a lot but then once you get to two mm-hmm. and it's but you still man on man like you know mono e mono one-on-one so you you can still kind of take care of it but that was for me like the transition of okay justin you know i primarily do bath time but it stemmed like from that of having the second kid so she's dealing with the baby so Mm -hmm. i would do all the stuff with the older one and that's Mm -hmm. just kind of how it formed into into existence of how we have our duties to this day for almost five years later so right yeah and so just rewinding a little bit you guys said i've been married five years so what kind of was there any moment that you can kind of think back on as to what made you kind of decide to start having kids was it something you guys always talked about like as you were dating and your relationship before you were married and was there a certain time timeline you thought you had or kind of talk us through that process because to some like you guys might be pretty young i mean how old are you you're 20 26 26 so Mm -hmm. some people that might still be considered young so 26 with two kids married five years just talk us through that process of how you got to where you are now well i think so for both of us and we talked about this while we were dating before we got married is that you know we both wanted to have kids um and we always kind of envisioned ourselves as being parents but um, we never really had like a like a timeline in mind um I, I think, think I, we told our families like five years after we're married, we'll consider having kids. That yeah, but that was just because, you know, we get tired of people asking, oh, when are you going to have kids? When are mm-hmm. you going to do that? So it was always, you know, try to push that off as something way far off in the distance just because we wanted mm-hmm. to avoid the question. But I think part of it, too, is like when we got married, um, you know, kind of our thing was it's like, well, it, it, this could happen. And so like at that point, it was just like, you know, if if it happens, we ha- it happens. You know, we're mm-hmm. um you know, we, you know, with our belief system, you know, we, you know, if she would ever be pregnant and then like, it was all right, you know, we're having a kid now kind of thing. But, um, I would say it was when we were looking at, um, like buying our first house, I think that was when we were like, okay, we're moving out of an apartment. And that's when we kind of started really, I guess, trying to have kids because we, we're like, okay, we're going to have a home now. So, um, and we were established in our careers and I mean, not established, established, but we both had jobs that we were doing well in and we knew that we were financially ready to have a baby. So it seemed like all the, you know, ducks had aligned, everything had worked out for us to have a baby. Well, I just remember myself being extremely happy because I was like, man, my boys are never going to have cousins close to their age. They're not going to be able to grow up. And then here we are. So now they have um, Bennett and um, you referenced him as Nehemiah, but we call him Neam. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So and little Neam. And then they also have their cousin Ellery. So um, it's been great already getting to see those relationships with the all the kids and whatnot. So I am on a selfish level, personally, very excited and happy <laughs> that you guys already have to. Yeah. So yeah. what's been the biggest change like so far or something that's been hard? The hardest thing for me is, well, I went back to work after six weeks of maternity leave. And if I'm being honest, I don't feel like that's enough time for anyone, but um, it was harder for me this time around than with Bennett. I was eager to go back with Bennett, not so much with, um, the, with Neam. Um, but now that we're back in the swing of things, there's like a, 
a gap of time where I'm home alone with both boys while Josh is still at work and Mm -hmm. I have to feed Niam, entertain Bennett, Mm -hmm. get dinner ready, all the things before Josh gets home. And, um, that is a very stressful time because I'm trying to literally do all of those things, cook dinner, Mm -hmm. make a bottle, feed the bottle, like all the things, um, and entertain Bennett while I'm waiting for Josh to get home. So that period of time is like the most stressful part of my day. Yeah. I think for me, it's kind of on the flip side of that because I take both boys to the sitter in the morning. And Mm so, um, I was like almost late to work for like the whole first week that Karina went back to maternity leave or went back from maternity leave because I was like, okay, you know, got this under control. We'll be good. And then, uh, Bennett doesn't know what shoes he wants to pick out that day. So then we're fighting that <laughs> yeah, battle. Cause of, he has opinions now. Yes. So like we're fighting that battle of what shirt he wants to wear. Um, if he's going to wear his Crocs that day or not. And so, um, I kind of had to just find that routine of, uh, I bring the shoes into the room with me when I go to wake him up from bed. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I like to give him options, but in the morning there's it, it's go time. You know, we got to get ready. I'm yeah. not, I don't plan that far in advance. That's just kind of who I am as a person. So I'm like last minute, like, but as a mom, like I have Neam is all good to go. He's in his car seat. That is true. Bennett's breakfast is on the table. Bennett's yeah. outfit is laid out. Like everything is good to go. So really Josh, you have it easy because you're just like <laughs> putting clothes on the kid. So yeah, but then it's fighting to get him in the car and load it all up, you know. Just Dang. wait, just wait till you. She picks out the clothes, and he's like, "Okay," and then he wakes up the next morning, and no, I'm not wearing this. Oh, we, I don't. We already wear had this. that, and I'm just glad we had the extra Spider-Man shirt clean that he wanted to wear that day. Because <laughs> if not, I don't know what I would have done. You definitely would have been late for work. Yeah. yeah. You, so it seems like mostly just like routine, finding that rhythm, I, yeah. Think. Yeah. I think. Like people have asked us like, um, you know, you know, how is it having two kids now and stuff? And I think part of it is just like, you just kind of have to dive headfirst into it. Like it's just your new normal. Like mm-hmm. you, like there's just no going back. So like it is what it is and you just kind of find a way, um, find a way to do it, I guess, you know, there's, you know, new routines and um, a lot more of like, um, like if we need to go someplace and go to the store or something like that, and like somebody's always at least bringing one kid with them. So that way the other one, you know, isn't yeah. left with, with two kids. So just kind of divvying up things that way, I think, but it's just your new normal. You just have to do it. You, you, know? you make a good point with that. And I think that's something that, um, a lot of people probably, especially as they transition into having multiple kids or, or transition into any other kind of situation that there is a significant change in their life is stop looking at things as exceptions and then looking at them as just your new normal. Yeah. I think that mindset is a huge difference. Well, I was also thinking too, like, um, you know, before Neam was born, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, the, the newborn stage, Bennett was a really easy baby. I always tell Karina that it's not cause we're good parents. We just lucked out with Bennett's temperament. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, you guys did. Yeah. We did. Not gonna we lie. Did. Um, no, we <laughs> but like before Neam was born, I was like, oh, this will be cool. You know, new, newborn stage again, you know, I set him like on the boppy on the couch. He won't move. And, you know, we can just go back to those, you know, newborn snuggles and stuff like that. But then it hit me that I was like, wait a second, I'm going to have a two year old 
and a newborn. <laughs> yeah. So that stage will never exist again because now, you know, Neam's on the couch in the boffy and I got to worry about if Bennett's going to poke his eyes out or something like that because he just wants mm-hmm. to go over there mm-hmm. and, and love on his brother or something like that. You know, it's just, it's, it's not been the same of having a newborn again, just, you know, yeah. because you have another kid in the mix too. Yeah. Yeah. It def- definitely does not become more relaxing. That's no. for sure. So thinking to like maybe some of the more pivotal or big moments that you can remember or um, think of stories to yourself or or times that something happened that changed the way you looked at parenting or just changed your philosophy or changed the way you had to parent Bennett going from one stage to another. Are there any defining moments or, or moments that you can think of that things changed? Um, it's kind of gross, but the, so Bennett went through this stage <laughs> where like for, it was like what, almost two weeks where he was like throwing up like almost every night. Yeah, it was like a it, really bizarre. It might have been only like a week or something like no, that, but it was more than a week. He was sure. going through this stage where he was just getting sick and we we're trying to figure out what was going on. We thought maybe it was something he was eating. Mm-hmm. Um and this was just recently. He was maybe what, like a year and a half? It was like the end of last I don't know. Yeah, so he's probably about a year it's and like a half. March. Like it was yeah. enough to where like, you know, he could talk a little bit. So like he could tell, you know, when he wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um he's able to kind of express himself um a little bit. But there was one night in particular where I think it was like three or four times that we had to change the sheets on his bed and we were up like both just mm-hmm. all night with him getting sick and um we you know, we had, we had to give him a bath, ran out of like sheets and mattress covers. We were like laying towels down on the mattress because we were like, um, and putting sheets over top of it because we just didn't have any other options. But, um, I think for me that sticks out because in that moment it was, um, it kind of really showed, I think just the, first of all, like the teamwork is like Corinne and I were like running on no sleep. We're tired of cleaning up puke, you know, constantly <laughs> yeah. all night. And so yes. it's like, um, we were starting to kind of argue a little bit with each other. And then like you look at Bennett and he's just crying. He's getting out of the bath. He doesn't even want to be like dried off by the towel. He's just falling into Karina's arms, just, you know, just not feeling good. And so, you know, for us, it, like, well, at least for me, it was kind of that moment of, you know, Hey, you know, this is, you know, this is our job as a parent, you know, we're here to be here for him, help him through those things, kind of guide him through that stuff. And, um, and then for us too, it's like, there's going to be hard parenting moments, but you know, we have to kind of stay strong, I guess, for the kids, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. No. So it's like, you know, maybe putting aside, you know, we might want to yell at each other and, and get annoyed because, you know, we're both running around trying to clean everything up. But, you know, at, at the end of it, you know, he's just a little boy that's sick and he doesn't really understand everything that's going on. But, um, and we're here to kind of, uh, got him through those parts of, of life, I think, you know, so that just kind of sticks out for me. Yeah. For me on the flip side, it's when we've had to, um, learn what type of discipline works best for Bennett. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's irritating for us as parents to be like, like, no, don't do that. Or why are you doing that for the 18th time? Like stop like over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, telling Bennett like go to your room and take a deep breath 
Yeah. Like it works for him. He just sits on his little white beanbag chair and he's, it's hilarious to watch him just like take the deep breaths. And like, he, he doesn't even know what a deep breath is, but he sure tries. And every parent wishes their kid would just go to their room and take a deep breath. Well, yeah. I mean, it hasn't always been that easy, but we're to the point now where we can just be like, go to your room and take a deep breath. And he just holds on to his little talking blippy toy and like (laughs) takes as many deep breaths as he can before he's like back out into the kitchen playing or whatever. But I mean, really awesome. We witnessed that last time we were at your house. You're like, Ben, go to your room and take a breath. And he's like, okay. (laughs) No, that's not to say that he doesn't get put in timeout as well. I mean, even just the other day we were at a church event and he started hitting because he didn't want to to go so he was hitting me mm-hmm. which is so embarrassing right when you're in front of all your people that yeah. you like want to look good in front of right like mm-hmm. all your church family but <laughs> <laughs> no he was like whacking me upside of the head and then people were laughing and I'm like just trying to like follow through as a parent mm-hmm. like you, no matter where we are this isn't okay yeah so like you know he got put in time out in that situation even though we were out in public so and I was by myself. Josh was getting a haircut. <laughs> I mean, t- to be fair, that morning, I did take Bennett to swim lessons by myself. Um, and I had asked Karina Priorities. what day she wanted me to get my haircut on. And she gave me this day. So it's still not the um, right day. Don't uh, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> but I asked for the day, too. So she picked the day. So. I also want to say that I took Bennett to swim. Um, the entirety of my pregnancy with Liam. <laughs> the entirety. Like, I mean, the last couple of weeks yeah, that I no. took over. The last couple months, all summer long, okay? When you're in the most awkward stage of pregnancy, <laughs> in a swimsuit, in a pool with a toddler. Come on. <laughs> he Come was on. getting a haircut, probably. Priorities. Yeah, he was getting a haircut. <laughs> Weekly. No, those no. are good. Those are good moments. But uh, today, so today, I kind of want to bring up a conversation that we had uh, today, just casually uh, sitting on the couch. I think it was nap time. Uh, you know, we were talking, we were joking, maybe we should change this uh, this podcast from snack time to nap time. <laughs> nap <laughs> yeah. time is when all things can actually settle down. Mm-hmm. Um, but today during nap time, we were having a conversation and and Josh, you were talking a lot about how you will just explain things to Bennett, even at this age of two where his comprehension may not be 100% there, but you're not going to essentially dumb things down for him. Right. Yeah. Karina and I have kind of talked on this and we, we think that that's just kind of for us, you know, we want to help um you know, our kids to kind of understand the world around them. And, um, and part of that is talking to them, you know, like they're adults. Now, I mean, I'm not going to use big words and things like that, you know? So if you want to say that we're dumbing it down so that way they understand, but you know, we're, you know, talking to them on their level. You know, I, I think I gave you the example of, um, where, oh, hold on. The magic button. You were talking about a magic well, we, button. Yeah, we talked about the magic button. Like I, I saw in the in a grocery store parking lot where um, uh, one of the parents was like pretending like their kid had magic to shut the trunk of their car by pushing the button. And like, so the kid like was like, oh, I got magic powers because, you know, I can point my fingers at the at the um at the trunk and it goes down. And the mom's like, oh, oh your magic is so cool. And um, 
like Bennett knows that my van doesn't have a button for the trunk and he knows that Karina's car does because every time we go to put groceries in, uh, in, um, Karina's car, he always wants to push the button to, to have the trunk go down. But in my van, he'll want to always push to like help pull down the van door and stuff like that. So just kind of like little things like that. Um, I gave another example too. That the I'm, oil. Uh, oil. Changing the oil. Yeah, like changing the oil too. So there was one time I was changing the oil on Karina's car out in the driveway and, um, Bennett wanted to be out there with me. And so I was like, well, if he's going to be out there with me, I'll just kind of explain each step as I'm going. So <laughs> like, I'm, I'm talking him through, you know, showing him where the drain plug is. And like, you know, as the oil's, you know, coming out, I'm having him look under there and like watch the oil come out of the car. And, um, you know, talking about changing the filter and, you know, obviously like, I, I just, I don't think he's grasping most of it. I don't expect him to be able to go and change the oil in the van, you know, Not yet. Um, <laughs> you know, the next, next time year. that, you know, I, I need to do it, but, um, maybe, but like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but he goes into the garage and he, he pulls out his cozy coop car and he grabs my wrench and he's like looking under his car and he's like, you know, it's so like there's connections that are being made there and you know, we're, um, you know, we're just trying to, to help him kind of understand, you know, what he's, you know, what he's experiencing in his world. And part of that too, is like, um, you know, doing hard things too. Um, you know, we had, to, he was, he has had, he's had tubes. Um, he went through where he had ear infections all the time. And so, um, he was starting to get another ear infection. So we have like drops that we put in his ears and he hates it when he has to put drops in his ears. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was before bed and he had to get drops in his ears and immediately he sees the bottle and he yeah. just starts bawling and he's like starting to throw a fit. And, um, you know, I, I just, I take him and I, and I kind of, I get down on his level, get down, you know, on, on my knees and I'm like, Hey man, you know, sometimes we have to do hard things in life. We have to do things that we don't want to do. And I need you to be brave and we're going to put these eardrops in. And so he kind of like sniffles up a little bit. He's like, mm -hmm. okay, okay. You know? And so he, <laughs> he, he reluctantly does it, but we get the eardrops in and you know, I tell him, Hey, I'm proud of you. That was good. You know, sometimes we don't have, we, we, we have to do things we don't want to do. And uh, you were really brave and I'm proud of you for that. And he gives me a hug and then we move on with it. And so it's like, um, you know, for me being a parent, it's, it's, it's doing that, you know, teaching them about uh, life and then trying to do my best to, um, you know, have him be, um, I don't know, I guess a contributing member to society, you know, and yeah, but, uh, able to kind of regulate their emotions and things like that, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, just things like that. And I, I, I don't try to say that I'm a perfect parent or anything like that, but I do think also with Bennett, it's a little different. He has a really easy temperament and, Again, I always tell Karina, this is not because we're good parents, but, you know, we just try to do um, well, our best in that. So that way. Um, well, no, those you know. things that you just said there, though, are like good parenting moves. Like the fact that you're, you know, explaining things to him and then talking about hard things at the age of two or less. Mm -hmm. You know, he was less than two. Like the fact that you're, you know, putting that vocabulary and that mindset into him at this age and stage, like that's going to help him long term long yeah. run for but, sure well i think you're already instilling <clears throat> trust and you know into how he feels and how he thinks by you know the eardrop thing is a great example it's something he definitely doesn't want to do it's uncomfortable physically he doesn't like it of course it's not like hurting him hurting him but it's uncomfortable 
but he still knows that you you both are his safe spot and that he can trust you because you're telling him look this is hard but you're going to be able to do it Mm -hmm. and that's just such as a small example of what we know is to come as he continues to get older and eventually you know those dreadful teenage years and things like that but you're you're creating that safe spot so that he can come to you Um, yeah I just think that's so important. I know that's something we'll probably talk about a lot more in our probably in future podcasts, Justin. I know with yeah, and I I know like this is an important thing. I think no matter what, no matter if you have a boy or a girl, you know who whoever it is, whatever it is, um, because we want to you know raise strong, independent, you know, hardworking um, people and and you know help them to gain knowledge as well, but. I think, you know, I'm, I'm big on the whole raising, raising men, you know, raising mm-hmm. boys into men and, and for them to become leaders in society and whatever aspect they do. And so like, to me, like hearing you say that, like, it's, it's a cool thing. Cause I'm, I'm all about that. I love that. I love being able to have those conversations with the boys and talking about doing hard things, even just little things mm-hmm. at soccer, you know, the kids kid pushed me. Well, we're tough. Yeah. And, you know, they may mm-hmm. push you, but you keep going, like, mm-hmm. go play, go be fast, you know, right. you know, change it and don't make it a thing. And like, we're just tough and we move on and, you know, they, they get it and they do it. And it's little things like that, that will help them in the long run, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think those are excellent points and hopefully we can continue to do that and. It's exciting for me to hear when you, I mean, this is my geekiness coming out, but being a school counselor, when you're talking about like self-regulation and stuff with like helping kids learn how to regulate their emotions and whatnot. I mean, that's awesome. And I think we as um, parents, it's so hard, especially in those moments, like Karina, you mentioned like when it's by yourself and you're trying to cook dinner and the baby's screaming and he needs a bottle and and the the toddler's melting down because it's nearing bedtime. And it's hard for us even to regulate ourselves. But just even like, if we can just come back to that thought of like, okay, like we have to teach them. We have Mm -hmm. to not only be the example ourselves, but be able to talk through those moments, um, take a little extra time. It's, it's hard. We are all not perfect, but yeah, I'm, was just geeking out a little bit when you're talking about that because it is important and I think it's important for all of parents in general to remember like we have to teach our kids how to how to not stuff everything in control Mm -hmm. but what to do when you feel big feelings right and with I mean kids in general like no matter the age feel things big but um, toddlers especially feel everything and they Mm -hmm. don't know how to explain it so like We've been using our big words like, are you feeling frustrated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mama, fresh, <laughs> frustrated or like all the things. Um, and it's fun to see him start to like tell you like, mom, I'm angry. Or like mm-hmm. we have this book from Dolly Parton and it's like <laughs> we have like the feelings or emotions that describe the colors of a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And one page in there is like, uh, I feel angry as a like I'm feeling red when <laughs> my brother pulls my hair. It makes me feel angry as a bear. And so <laughs> one time like Bennett pulled my hair and I was like, Bennett, that makes me angry like a bear. And, <laughs> and he's like, every time now, like he'll just bring me the book and be like, angry like a bear, mama. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny to hear them like, 
put two and two together about what makes you upset or makes them upset, but yeah. it also helps them like, you know, like you said, like self-regulate because mm-hmm. yeah, they can be like, oh, okay, that makes mom upset. Yeah, I think it's cool now too, like as Bennett's getting older, because we've, we've been saying this as he starts, as when he started talking about like, use your words, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's, it's kind of cool now to see how he is starting to actually use his words and tell us like mm-hmm. how he's feeling and um, or what he needs. And you can see how empowering it is for Bennett too, because now it's like, you know, sometimes like he'll start to scream because something just won't go his way or mm-hmm. things like that. And it's like, and, and we're always like, stop, use your words. And then, mm-hmm. so then he'll, he'll use his words and he'll tell us what he needs or what he wants. And then, um, it's cool to see kind of like that, that switch flip for him where he's like, wait a second. Like, you know, if I use mm-hmm. my words and I explain how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and what my needs are, you know, to as, as much as he can as a two year old, yeah. um, you know, then that kind of helps him out. And so, you know, I think yeah. it's, it's cool to see that change as he's, it, um, if getting no, older, if nothing else, it, uh, it makes him, like calm down because yeah. he has to think about using words instead of thinking about the frustration. Mm-hmm. He has true. to think about how he's going to get that out. Right. And most times he'll stop and take a deep breath and then he'll go into what yeah. he has to say. So it's nice to see, you know, just him calm down. It's, like you're saying, it's amazing. Even with our, with the two boys, with mm-hmm. Jet and Jace of, if you tell him, no, tell me what you want, tell mm-hmm. me whatever. And then like, it's like instantaneous. They calm down. Right. The level calms down. Yeah. And then they say whatever. And it's like, okay, now we can do something with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it makes a huge difference. But I think it it does. It helps them calm down for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, just switching gears just a little bit. But um, I know you guys are you mentioned your church and your church family. And I know you're pretty, um, pretty involved, you know, with with church and, and whatnot. Um, Christian parents and, and that sort. But um, as far as God's concerned, how does your relationship with God um, and, you know, what you've been able to build, how does that help you parent specifically? Um, for me, um, it reminds me that, okay, I start every morning early, like 4.30 in the morning so I can feed Neam his bottle and get myself ready for work. But while I'm feeding Neam his bottle, I'm reading through like positive affirmations, um, my devotion for the day, mm-hmm. listening to music on the way to work. That I, I right now I'm listening to like Elevation Worship on Spotify. It's great. Yeah. But like <laughs> I don't know. It gives me that time that I need, even though I'm doing the things that I need to do to mm-hmm. like get ready for the day or whatever. It gives me the time to like focus inward before I can give of myself outward to my students, to my family, things like that. Um, and I think that without that time, I become so stressed out about like what needs done or Mm. how am I going to get everything done? Um, so as a parent, like we've been talking about self-regulating, but (laughs) that really is like my time to like, you know, put everything that I need into myself to self-regulate for the whole day. Mm -hmm. And not just you, but I mean, obviously by, um, you know, letting God fill you with, with that peace for the day or whatever, you know, whatever's going to come up that day Yeah, and, and prepare you for that. For sure. Yeah. 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 I think, um, something that Karina and I have both made a priority is, um, 
just continuing to kind of bring God up in things. Um, even though I don't know how much Bennett even grasps, grasps of it, but, um, you know, we pray together as a family, you know, before every meal. And so, you know, Bennett knows to fold his hands, you know, he says, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And then, you know, know, little things like that, or, um, you know, uh, singing Jesus loves me, you know, before bed, um, making it a priority for our family that on Sunday mornings, like we go to church and, um, you know, it gets even harder as you throw more kids into the mix and, you know, trying to get to church in the morning, especially because our, um, our church is about 40 minutes away from where we live. And so, um, but making that a priority and, um, you know, I I think it's cool now because Bennett's in a, in a class now where they, um, talk a little bit more about Bible stories and things like that. Um, and just kind of being conscious of, um, you know, what, what we talk about, um, with them and part of, you know, Karina mentioned music too. It was kind of funny on the way driving up to, um, Justin Clarice's house. Um, we were just scanning through the radio stations because normally, uh, we have it like on K love, like exclusively, like just listening to worship music in the car. Yeah. And it's, um, cool to kind of hear Bennett start to sing along with some of those songs. But mm-hmm. I was like, we flipped to a country music station. I was like, man, I don't even know the last time I listened to country music. I was uh. like, you know, it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's just, being conscious about, um, you know, what we're allowing them to kind of take in at this age. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know for me, I don't know, um, kind of what those conversations will evolve into, but, you know, right now, you know, we talk about, you know, Jesus loving them and, um, and yeah, and, and giving thanks to him, but I don't know exactly how much they're grasping of that yet, yeah. but, but, and it, it'll be, I don't know. Maybe you guys can speak into a little bit that, you know, your <laughs> kids are obviously older and kind of how those conversations evolved. But yeah, I mean, going to the church, going to church and then listening to Bible stories is like how much of it is sticking with Jace. I don't even know how much sticks. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably never know. We'll never know. I'm about to have a whole podcast on Jace. But, uh, yeah. But with uh, Jet, like, <laughs> this past Wednesday night, they went to he went to kid life. And the picks, I pick them up, and I know they were talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the teacher told me that's what they they talked about tonight. So we're in the car, and I'm like trying to like prod some questions, ask some open ended questions to see if he'll talk. And and it, you know he acted at first like he didn't remember anything, and then he starts talking, and he starts telling me he's like, oh yeah, he's like they were all in the fire and you know, he's going on and on and on, you know, there's someone in there with them. And then, uh, and then the other thing he goes, he's in, in the story he goes, and you know what dad he goes, you won't believe it. They didn't even smell like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like he's picking up a lot more than, than you think. And yeah. Bennett, while he may not like right now, like, Maybe he did. Maybe there's things that Jet picked up, you know, as he went to church younger and heard some stories that now it's all starting to be pieced together. So, well, yeah, I don't. And and church is main, very, very important. But I think you also got to go back to just those the rhythm and those habits that you're forming at home. You know, the the praying before your meals. I mean, you're showing him who do we look to first. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, someday he's going to be old enough to walk into you, Karina, like 
reading your devotions and affirmations and early in the morning and maybe won't understand it, but someday he will understand, Oh, that's mom. She's reading her Bible before the day. And seeing that and being that example is the most important. That's even more important than the words that we say. Yeah. And so I think you guys are doing great. Um, and I think you just keep up the good work. I mean, yeah, we're trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it kind of shows with Bennett because our babysitter told me the other day on Friday when I picked him up that Bennett made all of them stop and pray before they ate their lunch that day. <laughs> and then he wanted Miss Aaron to sing Jesus Loves Me before his nap time, which is a typical thing, but um, unusual for him to say like, all right, hold on, everybody. We got to pray. Amen. And then yeah. they can eat. So, all right. Well, so let's go. <laughs> let's do two more questions to round things out. And then we'll do maybe a wins and losses. Okay. So one question is, so you two, just a, you two in your marriage. Um, how do you guys take to, I know right now with an eight week old, that's <laughs> much more, much different. Um, but what in general, what are your rules of thumb or things you guys do to connect with each other on a, you know, grow in your marriage? <laughs> well, this is kind of, like you said, kind of like a tough question right now because we have a little baby that takes so much of our time and our attention. Um, but oftentimes after Bennett goes down to bed, um, around seven, we have maybe an hour or so um, where we're not trying to clean up the house or whatever we need to do um, to prepare for the next day where we could um, sit down and watch a show or just sit and talk about our day. Um, do we always get to that? No. Sometimes we just need our alone time as well. Um, and that helps us thrive for the next day. Um yeah, I think just being, <laughs> like being intentional about that time, because really that is um, really throughout the day. The only time that we have is, you know, when Bennett goes to bed and it's just Neum that we have to worry about. And it's in between that that last bottle. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, I think we've been more intentional just about, you know, putting our phones down and, you know, whether that is talking to us, uh, talking to each other or, you know, just, you know, picking out a show to watch or things like that. Just so that way we can. Um, you know, still talk like we're regular people, I guess, you know, it's, yeah. it can get kind like, hectic, but we're not ashamed to go out on dates and stuff like that. But as a working, like we both work, we're working parents. And so on the weekends, we enjoy spending time with our kids. And so it's harder to go out and do those dates and things like that, just because we like being together as a family and um, we've had lots of people ask us that question before of like well I can watch your kids like yeah. you just go do whatever but mm-hmm. we're so thankful for offering and we take them up on it eventually but it's also hard when they're so little yeah 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 all right so before wins and losses what is your final piece of advice to um young parents out there hmm I would say Remember to take deep breaths, no matter if it's like, (laughs) it's, it's always so there's so many frustrating circumstances or things that you can get frustrated over. But if you take a deep breath and you remember to like, I, I prayed for this moment, 
Mm. I'm going to continue to like choose joy in the moment, no matter if it's frustrating or it makes you so mad or whatever it is, because like I prayed for that moment. I love that. I love that. That just that I prayed for this moment. It's hard sometimes to to, to think <laughs> oh, yeah. that and come back to that. <laughs> well, I, I prayed for a moment, not, not this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll hear about our moment we didn't pray for in our loss today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you, Josh? Yeah, kind of going off of, you know, what Karina said, but, you know, mine is really, you know, kids, they don't, you got to remember that they're they're learning, you know, the world around them and, and they're learning um, things and you can't always just get mad at them. Um, you know, like Karina said, it, it can get really frustrating sometimes. And, um, you know, I've really had to learn, especially as Bennett's gotten older and he can kind of repeat things that we say and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, like j- just the the other day, you know, we're in the car and he had pooped and, um, he was, um, he was, we were like, man, Bennett, did you poop? And I'm like, man, that stinks and stuff. And then he like starts to almost cry and then he gets embarrassed. And, you know, and so it's like, just kind of watch what you say and, you know, understand that, you know, they're, they're still learning too. Things can get frustrating. Um, and even just kind of little funny things, but, um, you know, just, just kind of watch what you say and, and yeah, just we're, you know, it's, you're learning the whole parenting thing with them, but yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yep, for sure, for sure. Sure. Well, wins and losses. Yeah. So you should, you guys should know. I hope, but we typically, you know, say a win and say a loss of your week or just the past few weeks. Maybe for you guys, it's since Neam's been born. <laughs> He's only eight weeks old, but um. We normally start with losses. We like to end with wins. So, anybody got a good loss they'd like to share? Well, we're sitting with the perfect parents over here. So, <laughs> yeah, no probably losses. not very many losses, but uh, we definitely had one this week, Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share that? I mean, this can be a joint loss for us, I'd say. Yeah. Do you want to share that? I think I'm reading your mind, but we have not talked about this before <laughs> before we got on here. But are you talking about the the uh, the, the door? door? Yeah. Well, we'll title this "Lost the Door." Um, yeah. So um, the long story short of it is, it kind of goes back to that that regulation talk talk we we talked about a little bit ago or lack thereof lack thereof <laughs> um so thursday nights at our house are the worst nights of our week and that's simply just because both jet and jace are in preschool and they they go to half day preschool monday through thursday um jace is one that still most definitely could benefit from a nap on those four days he does not get a nap <laughs> Um, so the Thursday nights, he's just so, so, so tired. Um, so long story short, it was time for the boys to go out and help Justin with some leaves. They needed to put gloves on. Jet put his gloves on. He goes out. Jace could only find one glove of this specific set. We had other mittens. We had other gloves, but he wanted this very specific his, set. His work gloves. Yes. 
Which reminds me, we need to buy him some more work gloves very soon. Before Thursday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he takes, um, he immediately gets very, 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 very upset. And um, it just takes then about probably the next 30 to 40 minutes following me around whining I want my glove over and over and over again. And I try all the tactics. I try to speak to him. I try to talk to him. I try to help him understand that we don't know where it is. It's lost. There are other options, all of the things. Um, and we just try to talk. We try to talk through everything. Um, and eventually I can just say it definitely escalates. He gets even more frustrated. Um, we kind of go to having time out in the room, yada, yada, yada. Um, while having time out in the room, he gets so frustrated that, uh, he kicked the door and left a hole in the door, put a hole in the bottom of the door, a three-year-old put a hole in the bottom of the door (laughs) in our new house. So, um, needless to say, that was extremely, extremely frustrating, but, um, yeah, that was our loss. What do you, what do you have to add? Uh, the only thing I have to add, I mean, so there could be some wins. I think overall we handled the situation mm-hmm. for what it was pretty well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to handle it well. I did not want to handle it well. Mm-hmm. But I think we did overall. And yeah. and the other thing that, you know, kind of gave me a little bit of a relief was I was telling this story at work to a guy and he just starts laughing immediately. And I'm like, I didn't really think it was that funny, <laughs> but he did. And he's like, he had two boys and they're grown now. And he's like, man, he's like, I've got holes in my doors. And he's like, he goes, it doesn't change. He goes, you just, the holes get higher as they get taller. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's going to happen with frustrations, with boys, with competition, with all the sorts of things. Like they're not always going to handle their emotions perfectly. Adrenaline. Yeah. And I know I never did. And I know they won't either. And like this was, and I know in his little mind, he never thought it was a possibility that he could kick through a door. Like mm-hmm. he probably thought he was Clearly super have cheap, cheap doors. No. <laughs> he was probably impressed and scared all at the same time. <laughs> well, and, and to that, I mean, he felt extremely bad, asked for tape to repair it and just all the things he knew. And, and yeah, I mean, I will say, um, since this is a very long loss, just to kind of add to that, maybe kind of turn it real quick to the win. I think we did a really good job of just taking the time to explain, you know, mommy and daddy love you and Jesus loves you. And nothing's going to change that. We don't we don't like what happened to the door. You don't like what happened to the door. Um, but you can always, you know, you can always come to us when, when things happen. Um, we try to make a big point of that because I do firmly believe it starts now. Just like Josh and Karina, you were talking about doing hard things. You know, it takes us all the way back to those eardrops and that story. But it really starts now and helping your kids process and think through those things and develop that trust. So Mm -hmm. it's twofold. I think it was a loss and a win as a parent. It felt like a loss because for me personally, it felt like what could I have done better to deescalate the situation? What did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, but overall, I mean like it is a, a memory we will never forget. (laughs) 
And that door is staying up for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm not replacing it. He's going to look at it. Mm-hmm. He's going to see it. Mm-hmm. He's going to see it for a while. So. And, and, and remember why that's there. Hopefully, he chooses to not do that again. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was kind of, I would say there was a, a joint win and loss, I would say, that would be a fair thing to do. And a fair recap of our week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Since we didn't start with that. So. What about you two perfect parents over there? Any wins or losses? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Josh has one, but a loss that we've had recently, maybe not within this week, but recently is the struggle with, um, communicating because we don't see each other very often. Um, but being, we have sat down and talked about it since. And what I've been doing this week is leaving out some random lists here and there. (laughs) And Josh, leave this right here. Josh is really excelling with the list. Um, so our loss, obviously, She's training you <laughs> is yeah, well. the failure in communication. But the list have been working. So yeah, we had some intense <laughs> fellowship. It very um, intense. I think was it at the beginning of this week? I I don't know. Uh, if it things was this just week kind or of start week. to blur <laughs> together at this point. Um, but no, in that, um, you know, Crane has been leaving lists, but um, it kind of all boiled down to. Um, we each kind of have these expectations for the other one. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it, it literally like we were, we were in an argument and I think it just boiled down to the fact that I was like, Karina, I can't read your mind. If you want me to do something <laughs> like then tell me tell what me you what need you me to, want do. to do. Right. And yeah. I have these like, you know, unspoken expectations of things that need to get done every night. Like yeah. the, the kitchen floor needs swept every night because yeah. Ben, it's messy or even like every other wife in the world. <laughs> oh, no. Right. But Josh doesn't always know them, even though we've been doing them for the last five years. Well, no, and, so, and to be fair, I'll go through and, and I'll try to help and kind of just whatever I feel like needs to get done that night. And so, you know, whether that's, you know, changing laundry over or doing different things or, you know, I'll think even just taking Bennett outside to kind of give her a break with stuff. So that way, yeah. you know, there's one less kid in her hair kind of yeah. thing. Um, and so I'm doing kind of my little things to think. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got this. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm helping out. Like, you know, she's, you know, she's going to really appreciate like, this tonight. And then in her head, wow, yeah. like it would be really nice to be able to go play with my kid outside but instead i'm stuck in here cleaning up whatever like mm-hmm. it's just the silly things where it's like he thinks he's helping i think he's hurting it's just it's not working yeah, Remember, so Karina, don't worry it won't get this. better that's right i have you to take this, this. <laughs> but no it's yeah. it's getting better and i, I have, just leave the list laying around i have your win your win was today it was you know bennett is great at taking instruction (laughs) (laughs) so bennett climbed up the stairs to the our back deck and josh told me said he bennett was getting ready to walk down they're kind of big you know there's a pumpkin right beside the handrail where he would need to come down and reach around and and so Josh tells him, he goes, Ben, he goes, turn around and come down the stairs. So <laughs> Ben stands at the top of the stairs and spins, does a 360, walks all the way around and cut his files and then gets ready to walk down the stairs. Like, he's like when I looked at Josh, I just started laughing. I was like, we should have recorded that. And Josh was like, well, he did what I asked him to. It's like, yes, he did. So you have got a little one that follows instructions. So it was great. And the husband's following suit. That's right. Got to train him up. No, (laughs) I really, I appreciate your, um, I don't know, just honesty in that because that's the reality. We all, 
we all struggle with with communication and expectations sometimes, especially in the height of um, change and mm-hmm. having a newborn and whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, sure. at the end of the day, we both just want you know each night to go as smooth as it can, and yeah. you know, um, you know, finish out the day, but. You know, we all have different expectations of that. And so just being clear with each other. So that way it doesn't end up in a intense fellowship or you <laughs> moment. Know, yeah. moment. Some people call those arguments, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. We appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. See you later. All right. Bye. Peace.